Surah Al-A'raf will begin from ayah number 85. وَإِلَى مَدِيَنَا And to Madian. أَخَاهُمْ Their brother شُعَيْبًا شُعَيْبْ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ Meaning, to the people of Madian, to the tribe of Madian, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent a messenger. And who was that messenger? What was his name? Shu'ayb alayhi salam. The people of Madian were basically from the descendants of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And the tribe was called Madian, and the place where they used to live was also called Madian. And basically they used to live in an area that is somewhere between Jordan and Egypt, close to the Red Sea. So to the people of Madian, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Shu'ayb alayhi salam. Shu'ayb alayhi salam is also known as Khatibul Anbiya. What's his title? Khatibul Anbiya. What does Khatib mean? Khatib, Khitab, Khataba, Yukhatibuna. What does it mean? To address. So Khatib is uh, the one who addresses, so an orator, the one who gives a speech. So he was Khatibul Anbiya, the best orator amongst the messengers, amongst the prophets of Allah. Why is he called this? Because of the powerful and very strong address that he gave to his people. Meaning every time the people presented some excuse, some argument, Shu'ayb had a very powerful and forceful response to them. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid of talking in front of his people in order to tell them the truth. So... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Shu'ayb to the people of Madian. What did he say? Qala, he said, Ya qawmi, O my people, u'budullaha, all of you worship Allah. Why? Because malakum, not for you, min ilahin, any god, ghayruhu, other than him. Your only god is Allah. The only one who deserves your worship is who? Allah. Why? Because the only one who made you, and the only one who provides for you, the only one who has complete authority over you is who? Is who? Allah. And when that is the case, then it means that you should worship only Him. Who do you thank? Who do you thank? Does any random person? You thank your kitchen for all the work that it makes you do. Who do you thank? The one who has shown some favor to you. Right? The one who has helped you. The one who has given something to you. That is the one whom you thank. So one is an idol that someone has made themselves. They've spent money, they've spent effort in making that idol. And on the other hand, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who has provided us and helped us and shown favor to us? Allah so this is why, Alhamdulillahi. Why? Because Rabbil Alameen. He is the Khaliq, Malik, Mudabbir of the entire creation. So, Urbudullaha, Malakum min ilahin ghayruh. He said, Qad, in fact, Ja'atkum, it came to you. Bayinatun, a clear proof, min Rabbikum from your Lord. Meaning now, an evidence has come to you from your Lord. Before, when I had not delivered the message to you, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send me as a messenger, Okay, you may have some argument that we don't know, this is why we're worshipping these idols, this is why we're doing this and this wrong. But now that Allah has sent me as a messenger to you, and I've told you about what is right and what is wrong, you will have no excuse on the Day of Judgment at all. قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ بَيِّنَةٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ And clear evidence, meaning, I have brought a clear evidence to you of my prophethood. فَأَوْفُوا Therefore, you all fulfill from وَاوْفَا يَا وَفَاءَ it is to fulfill. So you fulfill al-kayla, 
وَالْمِيزَانَ What does كَيْل mean? Measure. ميزان, weight. كَيْل is used for the length, the volume. Alright, when you're measuring the length, the volume of something. And ميزان is used for when you're figuring out the weight of something. So he said, when you are buying and selling, when you're dealing with one another, then fulfill the measure and the weight. وَلَا and do not تَبْخَسُوا You all cause loss. You all reduce. النَّاسَ The people. أَشْيَاءَهُمْ Their things. أَشْيَاءَ is the plural of شَيْءٍ And تَبْخَسُوا is from the root letters بَخَسِينَ بَخْس This is a new word. بَخْس is basically to reduce the value of something or to devalue something. Meaning, something is worth more and what do you do? You give less. So for example, in a business transaction, right? one person is selling something for $50. All right? So he is taking from the other, how much money? 50 bucks. And the thing that he is giving to him is worth only $25. The actual worth is how much? $25. I'm not saying 25 was his cost price, but 25 along with his profit, everything was a decent price. But he charges him 50. So what is he doing over here? He is giving for his money what is less than the worth of that money. You understand? He is giving for the money that he's taking what is less than the worth of that money. So this is what Bach says basically. So for instance, taking the money, All right? But giving less. Charging someone for, let's say, five meters and giving them only four and a half. Billing someone for five hours and working only three hours. You understand? This is causing loss to the people. Likewise, if a person takes the money but gives something that is defective. Shows a perfect sample, but when the time actually comes to give, he gives something that is defective. He charges the money and he sells a product that is expired. So this is what? This is what? Revaluing the property of other people. So he said, وَلَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ What does it show? That the people of Madian, they were businessmen. Like many societies of the past, what did they do? They used to trade a lot. And even today, people trade a lot. And trade doesn't mean like huge businesses, but even things like when you go and buy your groceries, when you go and sell a product, right? So, لَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ And he said, وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ And do not cause mischief in the earth. بَعْدَ after إِصْلَاحِهَا It's reformation. Meaning, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything in a good way, in a perfect way, when things have been set right, then do not corrupt them. Do not destroy the ecosystem. Do not destroy this earth by causing pollution. وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ إِصْلَاحِهَا ذَلِكُمْ That, O you all, خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ is best for you. If you change your ways, then in كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you are believers, this is really the best thing for you. So what do we see over here? That the prophets of Allah, they didn't just call people to the worship of Allah. They also called them to reform their ways and their practices. Because deen, religion is not just about believing in Allah and performing prayers, but religion 
also dictates how you are to deal with people. And a person cannot be a good believer until his connection with Allah is strong and until the people around him are also benefiting from him, are also safe from his evil. The Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ الْمُؤْمِنِ Such a person is not a believer. Who? الَّذِي يَشْبَعُ The one who eats to his full. وَجَارُهُ جَائِعُ And his neighbor is hungry. Where? Right next to him. Such a person is not a believer. Who eats to his full and the neighbor who lives right next door is hungry. It does not befit a believer to be like that. Because a believer is concerned about others. So this is something that contradicts iman. That a person has belief in Allah, but at the same time, in his business, he is cheating others. He is lying to others. So for instance, if we're working somewhere, and we show up late, we leave early, we don't complete our work, and we are taking all the money, then is that honesty? Is that correct? Does this kind of attitude befit a believer? No, it doesn't befit a believer. Many times it happens that people who work by the hour, they'll work for 15 minutes. And what will they do? Oh, I worked for an entire hour. Because obviously, the client is not watching him. Right? The client is only going to see a bill at the end of the month. So is that correct? Is that fair? No, it's not. And it doesn't matter whether the other person is Muslim or non-Muslim. When you are saying that you are charging per hour, then charge only for an hour, not more than that. Be honest. So what do we see over here? Shu'ayb salam, he called the people to the worship of Allah and he also also pointed out their mistakes to them so that they would reform their ways. وَلَا تَقْعُدُوا And do not sit from قَعَدَ قَافْ عِنْدَال Do not sit بِكُلِّ صِرَاطٍ With meaning at every كُلِّ each every صِرَاطٍ way. Do not sit at every path تُوْعِدُونَ You all threaten. وَتَصُدُّونَ And you all stop. عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ From the way of Allah. Who do you threaten and who do you stop? مَنْ آمَنَ بِهِ The one who has believed in him. Believed in who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what do we see over here? The people of Madian, the people of Shu'aib they had some really bad habits. Along with you know, being unfair and cheating and being dishonest in business, and along with doing fasad in the earth, they also had this really bad evil amongst them. And what was that? That they would sit on pathways. They would sit on pathways, streets, highways. And what would they do? Tu'iduna. Tu'iduna is from the root letters, wa'indal, from the word wa'id. Wa'id is to threaten someone. So while they would be sitting in the streets, on the highways and the pathways, they would threaten the passers-by. They would threaten the travelers. They would threaten the people who were just, you know, going on their own way. How? By seizing their wealth, by saying, you know, words that were, by which the passers-by would get afraid. They would frighten them, threatening their safety. So, this kind of attitude, what does it do? It creates fear in the heart of people. Has it ever happened that you're going, you're walking somewhere, and there is a person sitting outside and he starts whistling or he starts saying something. 
Has it ever happened with you? How do you feel? How do you feel? Like whatever. Yeah? You might feel like whatever, but at the same time you feel afraid. Just get out of here quickly. Just run from here. Right? And if somebody doesn't even say something, if they just stare at you, watch you as you walk, how do you feel? As if their eyes are throwing arrows at you. Right? If somebody is just sitting in the street, watching people go by, people feel uncomfortable. They feel threatened. They're wondering, why is this person staring at me? Where's my bag? And where's my phone? Where's my stuff? Right? You feel threatened all of a sudden. So the people of Shu'aib had this bad habit. They would sit in pathways, threatening the people. And also one problem is that when people sit in pathways, then what happens? They're hanging out over there. And once they're done, they leave a big mess afterwards. Right? They leave a big mess. So that in itself is a problem for the people who have to take that path. And while they're sitting, they also cause traffic jams. Right? That Because if a person is sitting in the path, in the street, in the way, then one person who has to go, how will they go easily? Right? They will slow down. They will find it difficult to walk easily. So my dear sisters, please, let's avoid this. The exit ways, the pathways, let's not sit there. So for example, this door, this is a safety exit. At the end of class, when we put our tables, please don't stack them right over there. Because yes, we are going to go, but after class there are people who are going to come. And if a safety exit is blocked by desks, you think that is safe? Is it safe? Not at all. Likewise, this door. I highly recommend if the last table can be removed from there. Because this is a safety exit. May Allah keep us safe, but it is not correct to block the pathways. Likewise, that door. Please don't sit over there either. Whether it is during class or after class. And likewise, our dear stairs, please don't block them. Don't block them. Because many times it happens that children are just sitting over there. Now alhamdulillah, because of the weather, they won't be sitting, hopefully inshallah. But if it's your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your neighbor, your children, then please advise them to sit somewhere else. Not in the path, not in the way of the people. Because other people, they get harmed by that. Right? And a Muslim is who? From whose tongue and hands? Others are safe. So from our sitting also, no one should be hurt and harassed. And also, the people of Shu'aib what would they do? They would sit in the pathways, especially stopping people from the way of Allah. Meaning, they would sit on the roads that would lead to the city of Madian. And as people would come and go, they would warn them against Shu'aib that don't listen to him. And something very similar was happening at the time of the Prophet as well. The people of Quraysh, what had they done? At the time of Hajj, when people from all over Arabia were coming to Mecca, what would they do? They would go in the outskirts of Mecca, all the main highways, all the main roads, they would go and sit there. Any person coming into Mecca, they would warn him, look, there is a man, his name is Muhammad, he claims to be a prophet, but he's a magician. Don't you dare listen to him. So what would happen? People would come in to Mecca, and some even block their ears in order to not accidentally even hear the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Also there is another meaning of this. Sirat over here doesn't mean a tangible physical pathway, a street, a highway, 
But it means a way, meaning way of Allah, a way of righteousness. So for example, a person wants to do something good. They want to give charity. They want to help someone. They want to speak the truth. They want to accept Islam. Do not stop them from doing that. Let people do good. Because many people, their bad habit is that they create hurdles for those who want to do good. They don't allow them. They distract them, they oppose them, they stop them. So this is something that doesn't befit a believer. And he said, وَتَبْغُونَهَا And you seek it, meaning the way of Allah, riwaja as crooked. Meaning instead of believing in Allah, His Messenger, the religion that He has sent, what are you doing? You're seeking faults in the religion in order to present it as something evil so people keep away from it. He said, وَذْكُرُوا And remember, إِذْ when كُنْتُمْ You were قَلِيلًا few, فَكَثَّرَكُمْ So He increased you. Remember the time when you were very few in number and Allah increased your number. Before, you were just a few people, a few families who had survived. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased your number, your population grew. And as your population has grown, what has happened? You have become more confident. And it happens with people that when they're alone, they feel weak. But as they get support, as their numbers increase, they increase in their confidence. So he reminds them that if you are very happy about the fact that you are so many, you have so much strength, so much power, so much resources, then realize that Allah is the one who gave that to you. So don't misuse it. وَانْظُرُوا And look, كَيْفَ how كَانَ It was عَاقِبَةُ The outcome, الْمُفْسِدِينَ Of those who create fasad. Meaning, look at history. And look at what happened to the people who did fasad. Are they surviving today? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finished them. He punished them because of their evil. So you be careful. وَإِنْ And if كَانَ It was طَائِفَةٌ A group مِنْكُمْ from you آمَنُوا They believed. بِالَّذِي with that which أُرْسِلْتُ I was sent بِهِ with it. Meaning, if there is a group amongst our nation who has believed in what I have brought. And وَطَائِفَةٌ And a group, meaning there is another group of people in our nation who لَمْ not يُؤْمِنُوا They have believed. Meaning, if now you see that our nation, our community has become divided. Divided, why? Because of the message that I have brought. Before, everyone was on the same religion, had the same ways, same practices. But since I have come, since I have delivered the message of Allah to you, you see that the nation has become divided. Some believe and others refuse to believe. And this happens with every new thing that is introduced in a community. Right? Like for example, long time ago, a computer was a computer. It wasn't a big deal. But then what happened? There was Windows, Microsoft, and then there's Mac. Right? And we see that people who use Windows, they are very firm about it. And people who use Mac, they are very firm about it. Right? It's as though there's always this competition going on between these two groups. Which is why sometimes you come across advertisement that is quite funny, right? Because each is putting the other down. Before, it wasn't a big deal. But now, it's like as though people are divided. You're either on the window side or you are on the Mac side, right? And this is just an example. Every new thing 
that is introduced in a community, because of that people get divided. This is something very normal. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ also, what happened? When he brought the message, the mushrikeen, they complained about him. That look, since he has come, our families have become divided. Our nation has split into two. Before we were all in the same religion. Now the mother is upset with the son. And the husband is upset with the wife. And now a brother is against his brother. Before they were all together. Now because of this Islam, what has happened? People have become divided. But realize that this is something very normal. This is something very normal. Division will happen when people's thinking changes. And it's not necessarily because of the fact that one religion is evil. Like for example, people blame religion. That it's because of religion that in history we've had so many wars, so many battles. And they say religion is evil because of that. That it has created disunity in mankind. But that's not the case. It's not just religion. It's different beliefs that people have, different ideologies that people have. It's different goals that people have because of which there has been division amongst people. Right? So, Shu'ayb is telling his people that if you see this division, then fasbiru, then just be patient. Be patient. And obviously, who will be patient? Those who are believers. Hatta until, يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَنَا يَحْكُمَ He judges Allahu Allah بَيْنَنَا between us. Meaning, until Allah makes a final decision concerning us, and then the truth will become clear from the falsehood. وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ And He is the best of judges. And this is a very good reminder for people who are in difficulty because of division. That for example there could be division within your own family. That your parents think very differently and you think very differently. You think differently your husband thinks differently. Right? This could be and you might be struggling with it. It could be something as salah even. You want to pray and other people think you're crazy because you are giving so much priority to your salah. Right? It could be over something like hijab. You want to wear hijab but your family thinks you've gone crazy. Right? So, when you are going through this, then remember what Shu'aib said. Fasbiru, be patient. Just wait. Just wait. Because time is the best healer. Isn't it? At the moment, people are very upset. They're very emotional. But what will happen over time? They will calm down. They will get over it. Today, they're very irritated. But just be patient, control yourself, hold on, and see within a few days, inshallah, there will be some improvement. The other day I was watching a video about Mushtaq Ahmad. He is a Pakistani man who was a cricketer, and now he is a coach of the England team. So anyway, uh, he became very religious to the point that he has a big beard and he will be praying salah, you know, at the field and while he's coaching people. Imagine being a coach of a cricket team, right? And he's out there all the time, but he will stop to pray salah. So anyway, uh, there was an interview basically, and the person asked him that when you underwent all this change, how did your family react to it? He said, the first day that I got up to pray my fajr salah, four o'clock in the morning, it was raining outside. I woke up and I'm getting ready and my wife goes, are you crazy? What happened to you? Have you gone mad? Like, why are you up at this time? And what are you doing? 
And he said, I'm just going to go to the masjid, pray salah, and I'll be back. He said, She's like, it's raining. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? He said, it's okay, I'm just going to take the umbrella, quickly run to the car, pray, and I'll be back. So he did that, he remained firm. Look at how calm he was. And then he said, after three days, you know, when he was consistent with a few things, he said, I didn't say anything to them, my family, I let them be, I gave them their space, so that they could also accept this change that I've undergone. After three days, he said, I come home, and I see that, all these big posters that were, you know, that our house was full of, these big, big pictures. Imagine, he's a big shot. So he had pictures with big shot people. So they were all over his house. He said, I come home and they're all gone. And he asked his wife, that what happened? Where did they go? She said, I heard that if there are pictures somewhere, then angels of mercy don't come. So I thought I should remove them. He didn't have to tell her. He said, I didn't tell her to put hijab on, nothing. She did it all herself. Fasbiru, be patient. What do we want? That if we are thinking in a particular way, other people should also do that. Once we recognize the truth and we want to follow it, we want that the whole world should do it. And if they're not doing it, we get upset and angry and reactionary. But what's necessary? Fasbiru, just be patient. Hold on. Think about how long it took you to understand and change. Give people time as well. And realize that right now they're getting upset. But hopefully, inshallah, within a few days, they should calm down. So, فَصْبِرُوا حَتَّى يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَنَا وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ And he is the best of judges. قَالَ الْمَلَأُ The mala' said. Now his message was to the entire nation. But who spoke up against him? The mala' the elite, the eminent ones. الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا Those who were arrogant. مِنْ قَوْمِهِ From his people. What did they say? لَنُخْرِجَنَّكَ يَا شُعَيْبِ لَنُخْرِجَنَّكَ Surely we will definitely expel you from خَرَاجِيمِ Ikhraj is to expel someone, drive them out. And look at the word over here. لَا Surely نُخْرِجَنَّ Noon مُشَدَّد What does that mean? Definitely. Have no doubt. Know this for sure. That we are going to expel Spell you, we're not gonna let you live here, Ya Shu'aib, O Shu'aib, Walladina, and those who amanu, they have believed, Ma'aka with you. We're gonna expel you from where? Min Qariyatina, from our town. Meaning, you're not welcome here anymore, you're not allowed to live with us anymore. If you continue this way, we're gonna drive you out. We're gonna make sure that you go away. Shu'aib was he an immigrant like Lut was? Was he? No, he wasn't. But still, what are his people saying? That if you continue like this, we're going to expel you. And if you want to stay with us, أو or لَتَعُودُنَّ Surely you shall definitely return. عَادَ يَعُودُ عَيْنُ To return. You return في ملتنا in our creed. ملة, creed, religion. Either you revert, you return to our religion, you become... Like we are, you assimilate completely, you lose your identity, your religion, and you become exactly like us. And if you want to stay on your own way, then please go away from here. Because in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Hmm? This is something that people say today. But imagine thousands of years ago, Shu'aib was threatened with this. That if you want to stay here, you become like us. And if you don't want to become like us, then you can go. 
قَالَ He said, أَوَلَوْ What? Even if? Meaning you're going to tell us to go or you're going to force us back into your ways. Even if كُنَّا We were كَارِهِينَ Ones who are unwilling, ones who dislike. Meaning, what about our wishes? What about our preferences? You want us to follow your ways. Consider the fact that we also want to make a choice concerning our religion, concerning our ways. And this is something that is very important for us to understand. Because many times it will happen that people will impose their ways on you. But you think about it, that what do I want to do here? What do I want to do over here? What do I believe is right? So they said, أَوَلَوْ كُنَّا كَارِهِينَ You will force us even if we don't want to. And it's almost as though they're saying, you can't force us. Because the fact is that if you don't want to do something, then nobody can force you. Right? And especially when it comes to the matter of iman, when it comes to the matter of faith, then no one can force you. Because where is your iman? It's in the heart. Nobody can take iman out of your heart. They can force that hijab off of you. Right? And like with some people, they can trim their beards, but... Can they pull out that iman from the heart? Never. They cannot. So at the end, if a person has just their iman left in their heart, even that is a treasure. They said, أَوَلَوْ كُنَّا كَارِهِينَ قَدْ In fact, if تَرَيْنَا We would have fabricated عَلَى اللَّهِ Against Allah كَذِبًا A lie. In عُدْنَا If we returned فِي مِلَّتِكُمْ Into your religion. بَعْدَ After إِذْ when نَجَّانَا He saved us. From noon jim wow. Najat to save, to rescue. Allahu Allah minha from it. Meaning, when Allah has rescued us, saved us from your millah, from your religion. Meaning, He guided us to the truth. He guided us to better ways. If we leave that better way, if we leave the truth and go back to how you are now, go back to our wrong ways, then we would be lying about Allah. We would be fabricating a lie about Allah. How? Because then basically what we're saying is that what Shu'ayb brought was not right. What Shu'ayb told us was not right. Because what happens? If a person starts something, does it for a few days, and then leaves it, leaves it, then what does it show? That it wasn't worth it. There was some problem with it. Right? It was not really the best thing. So likewise, if a person accepts Islam, accepts a religion, any religion, and then after some time he leaves that religion, then what does it mean? He found that religion to be false. Because if he found it to be true, would he ever leave it? If he found it to be true, would he ever leave it? Never. So they're saying that if you tell us to leave the religion, and if we listen to you, then we would be lying about Allah. That Allah sent this religion, or Allah did not send this religion. This is like, you know, lying about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we don't want to do that. وَمَا يَكُونُ لَنَا And it is not correct for us. مَا يَكُونُ It is لَنَا for us, meaning it is not correct for us. On that, na'uda we return, fiha in it. Meaning, if we return to your false ways, that would not be correct anyways. And, 
Yakunu also gives the meaning of possible. That it is not possible for us that we would return to your religion. In other words, we would never ever change our ways. إِلَّا except أَن يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّنَا Except that Allah wants. Who is Allah? Our Lord. If Allah wants us to leave Islam, to leave the way that Shu'aib brought, and go back to the wrong ways, only then we will go to the wrong ways. So what are they saying? That when Allah will give us permission, then we will leave Tawheed and go back to shirk? What are they saying over here? That give up hope. We will never leave Islam. We will never leave the haqq. Because Allah, He never wants shirk for His servants. Right? Allah never wants His servants to do that which is wrong. So they're saying, وَمَا يَكُونُ لَنَا أَن نَعُودَ فِيهَا إِلَّا أَن يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ So basically, we're never going to do that. وَسِعَ رَبُّنَا Our Lord is vast. كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Meaning He has encompassed. كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Everything, عِلْمًا in knowledge. Our Lord has encompassed everything in knowledge. Meaning, He knows about what's going to happen. عَلَى اللَّهِ Upon Allah تَوَكَّلْنَا We rely, we trust only on Allah. And then they make dua. رَبَّنَا O our Lord, افْتَحْ You open, you judge. بَيْنَنَا Between us. وَبَيْنَ قَوْمِنَا And between our people. بالحق, with the truth. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْفَاتِحِينَ And you are the best of those who give decision. Who is saying all of this? Those people who believed in Shu'ayb salam. The mala, when the leaders, when they said, you better return or you have to leave. You either become like us or you leave. So this is the response that the believers gave to them. That no, we're not going to change our ways because we dislike that. And you give up any hope that we're ever going to change our ways because if we do that, we'd be lying about Allah and we would never do that. And the fact is that Allah rescued us from evil. guided us to the truth. So why would we leave the truth and go back to evil? It's like a person is falling. Falling headlong into fire. Allah rescues him, saves him. Would he ever want to fall again? Would he ever want to fall again? Never. And if he wants to fall again, then clearly his mind is not working properly. There's something wrong with that person. So they say, they make it very clear to their enemy, that we're never going to leave our religion. You can do whatever you want, but we are firm on our ways. And we rely on Allah, our Lord. He will help us stay firm. And we ask Allah, our Lord, to make a decision between us and our people. Notice the word that has been used here for decision. Fataha. Fataha is basically to remove an obstacle, to remove you know, a block, a barrier, an obstacle, so that victory follows, or clarity follows. So for example, for example, somebody is trying to go somewhere. Okay? But there's, you know, a block, something preventing them, an obstacle. So once that is removed, they can go easily. Right? They will accomplish their goal. They will be victorious. This is what fath is. Alright? Likewise, you are trying to understand something. And there is this barrier in your head. Like for example, you know in math problems sometimes, there's just this one concept you don't get, you just don't understand. And you try to understand, you think, 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 you watch videos, you ask your teacher, you ask so many people. And then finally when that one thing becomes 
clear, then everything becomes clear. Is that true? Is that true? Yeah. So this is what fath is. And then fath is to open. So, رَبَّنَا افْتَحْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَ قَوْمِنَا Meaning, O oh, our Lord, make the matter clear. Make the matter clear. Right now there's so much confusion. People are not sure about what is right, what is wrong. So make it clear. Make decision between us and our people. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْفَاتِحِينَ وَقَالَ الْمَلَأُ And the eminent ones, the leaders, they said, الَّذِينَ Those who kafaru, they disbelieve مِنْ قَوْمِهِ From his people. Meaning, those elite leaders who had disbelieved from his nation, they said to the common folk, that لَئِنْ شُرْدِ If اتَّبَعْتُمْ You followed شُعَيْبُ and شُعَيْبُ If you follow شُعَيْبُ, if you listen to him, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا لَخَاسِرُونَ Indeed, then you would be surely losers. Because Shu'ayb is telling us to be honest in our businesses. And if you become honest, then how will your business ever be successful? How? How will you gain profit? Like they say, that all is fair in business. Why? Because if you become very, very honest, then you will never be successful. You will never gain any profits. So, the leaders, those who disbelieved, they said to the common people, make sure you don't listen to Shari, because if you follow him, if you listen to him, you're going to become losers. فَأَخَذَتْهُمْ So it seized them. الرَّجْفَةِ The earthquake. The earthquake seized them. Notice the word, أَخَذَتْ أَخَذَتْ is what? Like for example, you take something. For instance, there is a pen and you just, you take it. When you take it, then you have full control over it. Right? You can toss it in the air, you can throw it, the pen can't escape. Right? It's in your hand, in your control. So, The earthquake overtook them. It overtook them. They couldn't escape, they couldn't avoid it. And this earthquake was not an ordinary one. It was rajifah. Rajifah, is to shake violently. A violent earthquake shook them, it seized them. فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دَارِهِمْ جَاثِمِينَ So they became within their homes, jathimin. Plural of jathim, meaning once fallen, prone, on their faces, meaning dead. They couldn't even get away. They couldn't even escape. الَّذِينَ Those who كَذَّبُوا They denied. شُعَيْبَ and شُعَيْبَ كَأَنْ As if لَمْ not يَغْنَوْ They dwelt fiha in it. يَغْنَوْ From the root letters, غَيْنُونْ يَا and ghina means richness, and it also means to live at a place for a very long time. So for example, you get a house and you live there for like 15 years, for 20 years. When would people live in one place for so long? When? They have no need. They have no need to move out. Why? Because every need of theirs is being fulfilled. For instance, people will move houses, why? Because their current house is too small for them. Or it's too old. Right? Or as the children are growing older, then they need more space. Right? So this is a reason for people to move out. Ghina is to live in a place for a long time because you don't need to move out. Every need of yours is being fulfilled. Every need of yours. Allah says over here that the people who denied Shu'ayb, they became as if they never lived in their homes. Notice, they threatened Shu'ayb You better become like us or you will have to go away. At the end, who is it 
that left. Who is it that was driven out of their houses? Who? Those who denied Shu'ayb alayhi salam. Alladheena kathabu Shu'ayban. Those who denied Shu'ayb, kanu humul khasirin. They were the losers. It was them who became the losers. Fatawalla anhum. So he turned away from them. Waqala. And he said, meaning Shu'ayb alayhi salam, he saw their dead bodies, houses full of dead people, and he just turned away. And he said, Ya qawm, O my people, لَقَدْ أَبْلَغْتُكُمْ Certainly I conveyed to you. رِسَالَاتْ Messages Rabbi of my Lord. I conveyed the messages of my Lord to you. وَنَصَحْتُ لَكُمْ And I advised you. I was well wishing to you. Meaning, I did my job. I warned you. I told you. I advised you. فَكَيْفَ So how? Why? Asa, I should grieve. عَلَى قَوْمٍ kafirin. On a disbelieving people. Meaning now that you're finished, why should I feel sorry for you? Why should I pity you? Because it was your own fault. I warned you. I told you. You didn't listen. So at the end, you don't deserve any pity. Not from Allah and not from any of the servants of Allah. It's like if a person has been warned repeatedly and still, still they go and do something, end up getting harmed, end up suffering then whose fault was it? It was their own fault. They were told, they were warned, they were given many warnings, but if they didn't listen, it was their own fault. Let's listen to the recitation. وَإِلَى مَدْيَنَ أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرُهُ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ بَيِّنَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَأَوْفُوا الْكَيْلَ وَالْمِيزَانَ وَلَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ إِصْلَاحِهَا ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَلَا تَقْعُدُوا بِكُلِّ صِرَاطٍ تُوْعِدُونَ وَتَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِهِ وَتَبْغُونَهَا عِوَجًا وَاذْكُرُوا إِذْ كُنْتُمْ قَلِيلًا فَكَثَّرَكُمْ وَانْظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُفْسِدِينَ وَإِنْ كَانَ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْكُمْ آمَنُوا بِالَّذِي أُرْسِلْتُ بِهِ وَطَائِفَةٌ لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا فَاصْبِرُوا فَاصْبِرُوا حَتَّى يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَنَا وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ قَالَ الْمَلَأُ الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا مِنْ قَوْمِهِ لَنُخْرِجَنَّكَ يَا شُعِيبُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَكَ مِنْ قَرْيَتِنَا أَوْ لَتَعُودُنَّ فِي مِلَّتِنَا قَالَ أَوَلَوْ كُنَّا كَارِهِينَ 